Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 26. And i got to be honest with you, I don't know if I've ever uh, preached, taught, whatever I do here on Sunday. My ego's hurt today. Can I be honest with you? I'm, 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 I'm milking a, a, a bruised ego. My kids were getting dressed this morning, and um, they uh, were trying to figure out what to wear. And today is our end of summer bash for our Sunday school, and so they're outside, and, and uh, they're doing all kinds of fun stuff. And so my oldest daughter told my son, she said, no, it's going to be a fun day today. It's like we get to be in Sunday school all day. We don't have to go back and listen to Dad talk. So, <sighs> got to work through some ego things today. Apparently, I'm a bore to my children. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can, here, come here. Get, I need a hug. I feel better now. Thank you. <sighs> but apparently, my children, I bore my children. So... Praise God. I'm sure some of you probably feel some days like this. I get tired of hearing my own self, so it's okay. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. And he said, the kingdom of God is a man is, is as if a man should scatter the seed on the ground, should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after the full grain in the head. And when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. There's an old commercial that took place that uh, several years ago. The tagline to an Almond Joy commercial was, uh, sometimes you feel like a nut. But today I want to change that and say and preach to you for a few moments with this. Sometimes you feel like a seed. Because you know what? Oftentimes we focus on the sower. We focus on what it means to sow. Sow, sow, sow. If you sow, God will give back. And i got to be honest with you. A lot of times in my life, I don't feel like a sower. I actually feel like a seed. Because if we look at this passage of Scripture, it focuses on the seed. And in a seed, there is three distinct stages that we find in this passage of Scripture. There's the scattering stage, the planting stage, and there's the sprouting stage. But in between the scattering stage or the planting stage and the harvesting stage, there is the soil stage. And there's a clear process that is discussed in this passage of Scripture that takes place. Because between the scattering or the planting and the harvesting, there's a soil stage. There's a time where that seed is buried in the soil. And there's actually two distinct instruments that are used in this type of farming in the biblical term. We don't use them quite as much today. We've become mechanized in our farming. But there's two agricultural tools used in this process. And one is the spade, which is used for digging. And the other is the sickle that's used for harvesting. And if you're not careful and you use the wrong tool at the wrong time, you can actually damage the process. And you have to understand that we often want to skip to the harvest stage, but to understand that there is a scattering stage and that there is a soil stage and that there's a process to all of this. 
Because sometimes you feel like a seed. Let's go back and look at this for a moment. Mark 26 says that it was the kingdom of God is like a man scattering seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. Have you ever been in a situation in your life where you know God is at work, but you just can't explain the how? You know God's doing something. God's up to something. I just don't know how or why or what. And the farmer said here, and Jesus said according to the farmer, that night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grow, though he does not know how. That there's always going to be a time or a process in our lives that we just can't explain. One of the biggest quests of human beings is to always discover the why. Why? Why? Why am I going through this part? Why am I dealing with this? Why did this happen to me? Why didn't this happen to me? Why did they get that break and I didn't get that break? Why did they get that job and I can't get a job? Why did they get that and I didn't get that? We don't understand. Or there's other times... Someone comes up to you and says, you know, God is doing something in your life. And you look around and go, you might say that, but I can't see it. And even though there are times where, Brother Trombley, I know God's working, but I can't explain how he's working. But then a little further goes into the next two verses, 28 and 29, says, All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel. As soon as the grain is ripe. He puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. The Bible says, some sow, some water, God gives the increase. God and God alone is in charge of the seed of your life. But there's a part of that that we have to play. It can't just be on God where we step back and say, God, you're in charge of all this. I'm just along for the ride. There's a part in this. Because you see, the soil is the place where the seed changes dimension. But the progress is unseen. In the soil, a seed begins to break and to change dimensions. But you can't always see that process because it takes place in the soil. I'm not a farmer. I've never farmed. I worked on a farm for a couple months when I was 14, 15 years old, baling hay. That was my extent. I was good with that. I come from my great-grandparents on both sides, especially my father's side. My great-grandfather was a farmer. He had 40 acres. And he he worked that farm. My grandfather grew up working on the farm. World War II took him away from that. And thankfully, the rights got out of the farming business. And thankfully, I stand here today. But I looked up this chart about the germination time of a seed. And I looked up a germination chart for vegetable seeds. That's the germination part is the time in from which a seed is planted to it actually begins to break that shell, that, that hard shell, that shell that's there to, to protect that, that shell that's in that to protect what's inside the seed, that, that the time it takes for it to break that down. It can be as much in some, I think it's, uh, uh, let me see if I get my chart here to make sure I'm telling you this. 
Onions can take up to 136 days, depending on the temperature, in order to germinate. 136 days from the time that you plant before that seed starts to take change and dimension. You see, we can see and understand the purpose of the plowing. We understand. We don't like the plowing. We don't want to go through the plowing. But at least I understand the purpose of that. And I understand and I know the necessity of putting a seed in the ground. But when you cover that up and the seed gets lost in the soil, all of a sudden you can't see it anymore. And for 136 days, it looks like you didn't do anything right. For 136 days, that onion seed sits in the ground and no progress is seen to the natural eye. And if you don't understand the process of the seed, you can go back to the onion and say, well, see, it's no good. It's lost. It's a failure. Let's move on to something else. But to know in that process, every day that ticks by as an onion seed sits there, one day, two days, three days, 50 days, 75 days, 100 days, 130 days, that there's a process that's taking place in that seed. You can't see it with the natural eye. You see the problem with with a seed? When you're in the bag with every other seed, you feel like you belong. But when you're scattered, you fly solo. And when you're buried in the ground and you're covered by dirt, you can't see the other seeds around you. So it feels like you're all by yourself. See, in the soil stage, you feel alone. In the soil stage, you battle loneliness. In the soil stage, you battle depression. In the soil stage, you battle the idea, will it ever change? Or is this the way it's ever always going to be? Because when you're in the bag with the other seed, we all have a purpose. We can see it. We all have, we're going to be something. We're going to be something awesome. Look, we're all seeds. Look at the potential. But then all of a sudden, God just reaches into that bag of prophetic bag and just scatters our world. And next thing you know, we go flying and we're nowhere to be seen. All of a sudden now, we feel alone. And then we get buried. And when you feel buried, you feel isolated. And you feel like, wait a minute, nobody else is around me. Does anybody know what I'm going through? And then you start battling loneliness. But to understand that all of that is the process of the soil stage because of what's happening in you when you're in that soil. You see, if you don't understand that process and you don't understand the purpose that happens in that soil, And what takes place in that soil and why you've got to go through that soil process and you just want to go from the scattering to the harvesting stage, you will not get a healthy seed in your life. I gotta be honest with you. Very often I feel like a sower. More than likely, sometimes I feel like a seed. Seems like most of my life is summed up by the soil stage. It doesn't take long if we want to go plant some onions today. It doesn't take long to go out and find some fertile ground, get you a spade. How long does it take to do that? Five minutes? Boom. But if you plant that seed into that ground with the temperatures being some the way they are, 136 days for five minutes of work to come to fruition. And that's simply for the seed to germinate. 
That doesn't mean the seed's ready to be harvested. That's so that the seed finally starts changing dimensions. Because once that seed breaks the ground, if you ever traveled on the eastern shore, then watch the corn or whatever else they grow, multiple crops over there. But if you ever go over there and you travel the shore, other places where farm, and you watch corn rise, when that corn breaks the ground, they're not out there reaping it. Just because they say the seed's working doesn't mean the seed has stopped growing. So the problem we have sometimes is when the soil stage happens, when we finally see God start to work, we go, yes, it's over. It's time to go on to something else. And we prematurely harvest what God hasn't ripened. See, we're talking about that when we're talking about how we make disciples. When I plant a seed into someone's heart and I bring that person to a time of conversion, when that seed is planted in the heart, I don't know how long it's going to take that seed to work. But as a skilled farmer of the Word of God, when I see that, that seed work in their life, and I go in their life and God puts me, Brother Trombley, in that person's life and I sow the seed. I don't walk away and determine by their reaction if the seed is any good. I don't change the seed. I know the seed's in there and it will work. My job is to pay attention to the signs of the harvest. But to know that the moment it sprouts up, that's not the time to go in there with my axe and 238s and cut the stalk just because it looks like there's something growing. But to know and be wise that when the seed comes to fullness, then harvest comes. Then harvest comes. But here's the deal. I want you to look at this for a second. Don't abandon your faith, your calling, your vision, your marriage, your hopes, your dreams, etc. When it doesn't seem like things aren't working. Even though you can't see the seed in the soil stage, it's not gone. It's growing. I saw this quote the other day. Wrote it down. It takes faith to believe the purpose when the process is invisible. It takes faith to see the purpose when the process is invisible. But you see, I looked this up. I'm, again, this is, this is a little bit of research on the internet. Uh, I, if you know something different than this, uh, blame Google. This is what Google told me. But there's four things that make up fertile ground. Sometimes I feel like a seed, Brother Middleton. God puts me in the soil. But there's four things that make up good soil. All soil is not created equal. You can plant a seed in ground, two different types of grounds, and reap a completely different harvest based on the seed, the soil that that seed's put in. So there's actually good soil, and there's a mixture that makes up good soil. And here's the mixture that makes up good soil. The first ingredient for good soil is you need sand. Sand is a natural purifier, a filter of the water that helps get water to the seed. But see, sand is unstable. You can't build anything on sand. Sand feels shifty. We talked about Jesus, talked about the parable where the man built his house on sand. It's hard to get stable in sand, sand alone. And when I'm in the soil stage, I feel as if my world isn't stable. I could ask people in here today that have been through this 
before, when you've been to the soil stage, if you're walking with God, your faith can be high. But when you get in that soil, even your faith becomes unstable. You question, is this even worth it? Why am I even in this? Does God even love me? Does anybody care? Does the church even exist? What's all this? There's no love in the church because you're in the soil stage. And the soil stage has sand. And sand is shifty. Sand is unstable. And it's hard to get your footing in the soil stage because there's sand, but there's something happening in the soil. You don't abandon the soil just because there's sand. Because the second ingredient in fertile soil is clay. Clay comes from the weathering or the erosion of rock. Meaning, clay comes from something that used to be one thing but has been eroded and weathered from the external things. Wind, rain. Sort of like in our life, failures, disappointments. The clay in our life is those disappointments and those failures, those ups and downs, those times that we stepped out on faith, but it seemed like it didn't work out and they erode us and they weather us and we become weathered. But that weathering and that erosion leaves a fertility in the soil where the seed is put. The third ingredient to soil after you have sand and clay is silt. Silt is debris that has been carried didn't originate in that spot, but it's been carried either through water or time has carried that. So you know what silt is? Silt is things in my life that didn't start with me, but have been put on me by others. Silt is stuff that was done to me. I've got some silt in my life. It didn't start with me. I didn't deserve it. It was carried by others. And washed up into my life. Things done to me. Problems, difficulties, hurt, pain, silt that was put in my life. It didn't start with me. Okay, I got the clay. That's my problem with silt. That's not me. Because it didn't originate here. It originated somewhere else. But it was carried by the time into my life. And now I'm dealing with other people's remnants. Now I've got to deal with other people's issues. Now I've got to deal with issues that didn't originate with me. And I look at myself and I look at God and say, God, why did you allow them to do that? God, why did you allow them to go to, for that to happen to me? God, why didn't you stop them? Because he said, you know why? I've got to give you a little silt in your life because I need some fertility in the soil for your seed to be planted. If you don't have silt, You're going to miss an ingredient that's necessary for your soil to be fertile. Nobody signs up for silt. You don't start off life and go, you know what? I would love to have other people's issues. Hey, just let everybody know I'm open for abuse. I'm open for hurt. If you you need anybody to take advantage of, I'm here. Anybody? Hey, over here. If you want to misuse or, or, you know, have someone to kick around. Here I am. You don't start off like that. Something in human nature to protect ourselves. But even the best of us can't protect us from everything. And then we look at God and say, God, you're the loving Savior. You're my heavenly Father. Why didn't you protect me? Why did you let this stuff happen to me? Don't get offended with the silt in your life. 
Because the silt serves a purpose. Don't get offended at God because he lets some silt wash up on your shore. Because that silt serves a purpose. See, we don't really get offended necessarily in the digging stage. Because that's usually pretty fast. We don't really, no one gets offended in the harvesting stage. Everybody's excited. People get offended in the soil stage. Because you know what the fourth ingredient of soil, of fertile soil, after you got sand, you got clay, you got silt, you know what the final ingredient is? Organic material. Let me break that down for you. There's a reason it stinks. That means in the soil stage, I'm going to have to deal with some stink in my life. In the soil stage, I'm going to have to be face to face with the stink of my life. I don't want stink in my life. I don't want that in my life. I don't want stink in my life. I don't want any of that in my life. And God says, you know what? I'm going to throw some stink in there. Paul didn't like stink either. Paul said, God, I stink. Could you take it away? He said, nah. My deodorant is sufficient. God! I stink! Please take it away! Nah. My deodorant is sufficient. Three times I asked God, take the stink out of my life! And three times he said, nah. My deodorant is sufficient. God leaves some stink in your life. Because his deodorant is sufficient. You're not going to get all the stink out of your life. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. Got to be honest. Let's just call it what it is. I walk around this room. If we're not careful, there's some stink in this room. Naturally and spiritually. It's a little hot in here. There's stink in this room. Why? Because God allows that stink to stay in our life. But His grace is sufficient. Because you know what? If it wasn't for that stink, I would not be able to grow in the seed stage. I don't like it when I have to deal with my stink. I'd rather... See, the problem is, do you know what happens when the digging stage takes place? You unearth all that stuff that was buried. And when you unearth that stuff and then the seed gets planted, all the stuff that you could just take care of, get rid of, how many of you think, come on, let's just put two and two together. Why do you think God, when you get saved, he leaves some stuff alone? And then down the road, five years, ten years, twenty years, all of a sudden, this flood of stuff that happened pre-Jesus starts flooding back to you. Wait a minute. That happened 20 years ago. Why am I dealing with it now? Because you're about to go in a seed stage. There's a seed stage that's coming. And you know what? When a seed stage comes, the easiest way to figure it's a seed stage... Just get your nose tuned in. Because when it starts stinking, 
You're about to get into some seed stage. When all my life is buried and I smell good, there's no digging going on in my life. But when God starts digging and I have to start dealing with some stuff in my life, it's a seed stage. And only God knows the length of the seed stage. Because how many of you, I've, I've talked with some of you in this room. I know what I'm talking about. Not because Jesus told me. I've walked the road with some of you. I've watched 15, 20 years down the road, all this stuff just, just back at you. And you get in that. And what do you usually find when you're in that stage where you start smelling stuff? You feel unstable. You start dealing with some erosion issues. Your love for God has been eroded. Your faith for God has been eroded. Your anointing has been eroded. Your walk has been eroded. And now you're looking at the erosion. And then, guess what? You start dealing with some silt. You start having to pull some other issues. Well, you know what? You know, I've been in this church for 25 years. And you know what? People have treated me this way. And I used to be able to do this, but no longer do this. And you know, we used to come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night. Now we don't even do that. We go to, we do all that. It's silt. It's silt. And then when you add all that, you get poop with silt. And it stinks. It's like, God, why? And then all of a sudden, I'm buried in life. I'm covered in life. I'm covered in all this stuff. I don't even want to touch it, but it's all around me. I can't escape it. And I feel isolated. And I can't even see any other seed around me. And I feel all by myself. And I say, God, what's happened? Why have you left me here? I felt cool when I was in the bag. I like being with the bag. Why have you let my life go to waste? God, why have you let me fall this? You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to care about me. Why have you let my, my faith become some shifty? Why are you let my love erode? My faith, all this erode. Why are you let me deal with sin? And God, why does my life stink? Because I've got to put you in the soil. Because I've got to change the dimension of your life. And you can't change dimension unless you're in the soil. You can't become what I've called you to become unless you're willing to go through the soil state. Unless the grain of wheat falls and dies. It abideth alone. But if it dies. If it dies. If it dies. You know what's amazing? You bury a dead and you bury a seed. You bury a dead body, you bury a seed. The seed is a place of death because when you go in there and you feel alone and you've got to deal with the sand, the silt, and the clay and the the poop of your life, you die out to yourself because when you sprout through all that and you begin to get back in the clear and the first thing that you sprout up is you see the sky and you realize, wait a minute, I was not left here to die, but I was left here because there's a purpose that I cannot see. He walked up to a seed today, looked in the ground and said, it's okay, buddy. You're going to make it. Hang in there. And see, it's easy for you to say, you're out there, I'm down here. I feel like a seed. Come on, sometimes I feel like a seed. Preacher gets up there and says, come on, you're going to make it. God's doing it. You're awesome. And all the seeds said, yeah, easy for you to say with your plaid pants. 
but I'm a seed today, preacher. Oh, yeah, everybody can plant, but I feel like a seed. But what I'm trying to tell somebody here today, that you're about to give up on the process because you don't see what's happening. But I'm telling you right now, you're in a stage where God's changing dimensions. Don't throw away the soil stage just because you don't see the progress. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on the church. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your purpose. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your calling because you're in the soil. Don't give up because things stink. Don't give up because you're unstable. Because there's a purpose that's being birthed in you. Nobody quits in the harvest stage. Everybody keeps going in the harvest stage. Where people quit is in the soil stage because they leave track of the purpose. That's where I quit. Become the surge. Don't be discouraged. For in due season, you shall reap if you pay not. Don't be discouraged when you're buried up to here. Because if you don't quit, there's going to be a time that you break through. Here's the problem, though. See, look. Back to my handy chart. I'm almost done. Asparagus. 24 days. Lima beans. 31 days. Beets. 10 days. Cabbage. 9 days. Cauliflower. 10 days. Eggplant. 1 day. Lettuce. 4 days. Parsley. 17 days. Peas, nine days. Radishes, 25 days. The problem is when you start looking around at everybody else and judging your germination season just because they've broke the ground before you and you say, see, it's not fair. But you know what? God didn't call me to be an onion. He called me to be a cabbage. So I may stay in here a little longer because it's not my time. But rejoice not against me, all my enemies, for when I fall. I shall. I shall. Can I just speak for just a moment off the individual? And can I just take 30 seconds here before I close and speak to Antioch West as a whole? Telling you what in the Holy Ghost. Don't judge where we're going because we're in the soil stage. We got we did some digging. About a year, a year ago, year, year and a half ago, and we planted some stuff, and we've been looking around, go, okay, we're doing all this stuff, we're doing small groups, we're doing all this stuff, but we don't really see anything big happening. So what's the big deal? Because we're in the soil stage. But I'm telling you, there's about to be a sprouting of some disciples that when they came out of the grave, they went in believers. But when they came out of the grave, they're going to come disciples, and we're going to take what God's given us. And we're going to see a harvest. But we can't cut this thing down now because we're in the soil stage. Well, we're, we don't have thousands of people getting the Holy Ghost being baptized. That's all right. You don't see that in the soil stage. I don't see God doing anything great in my life. You don't see that in the soil stage. 
What do you see in the stall stage? Poop. Silt. Clay. Sand. You know what we've dealt with, Brother Trumbly? Brother Bickley, you guys have been there. Brother Owens. The jetty's back there. They've, we've been working through some stuff. What have we dealt with? Sand. Clay. Silt. And a whole lot of organic material. <laughs> and you know what? To eliminate that wouldn't do us any good. Because it's what's necessary to create fertility for the soil of my life. You know what? Today I don't feel like a sower. Today I feel like a seed. And you know what? Sister Owens, i got to be honest with you. Standing here right now, I feel like a soil stage in my life. I won't even ask anybody to raise their hands. How many of you feel alone? How many feel isolated? How many of you feel like that the world's against you? How many are you dealing with stink in your life? How many of you are dealing with things? And you, you even question, God, what has happened? I was better off in the bag. I don't want to go through this. I was better off left alone. God, why is this stuff happening? Why am I dealing with stuff that I thought was done and over with? And why is this all coming back to my face? Because they got to take you in the soil stage because I can't change dimensions outside of the soil. Can't change dimensions outside of the soil. It's the soil and the things in the soil that produce a change of dimensions. Anybody got any erosion in your life? Anybody got any faith that's been eroded? Some, some anointing that's been eroded? Some prayer life that's been eroded? Some things you're looking at and go, man, what used to be is longer than that. Anybody getting here today that's dealing with some silt? Silt from family members, silt from jobs, silt from neighbors, silt from co-workers, silt from all around you. And it's some of you just dealing with your own organic material, staring you in the face every time you get up. And on top of that, we say, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking stand, and God feels like a little tiny rock, and we're just standing on the sand. Why? Because I'm in the soil stage. But true faith is defined when you believe the purpose, when the process is invisible. What's our job? What is it our job to do? Our job is to stay in the soil until harvest comes. Not to quit, not to give up, Because what's the scripture say? I finish with this. You slept by it night and day. The sheets sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crop by itself. First the blade, then the head, then the full grain. So even after the seed breaks the ground, there's another process it goes through. But when the grain ripens, but when the grain ripens, immediately he puts on the sickle because harvest has come.
Can I tell someone today, it's okay. Because you're in the soil stage. It's okay. Because you're in the soil stage. Can I tell some people that your ministry isn't over? You're in a soil stage. Because God's changing dimensions. Can I tell someone here today that your dreams aren't over? You're just in a soil stage because you're changing dimensions. Can I tell someone today that your calling is not voided out? You're in a soil stage. Stay in that soil stage. Because if you would stay in that soil stage, there's a germination that's coming in your life where you're going to begin to sprout and you're going to change dimensions. Where that outer shell, that outer shell is going to finally break and what's inside is going to be released. You know what that outer shell in us is? Our flesh. And that soil, that seed goes in that soil and stays there. And in that process, the outer shell breaks so that what's inside can be released. God will keep you in that soil until your flesh dies so he can release what's inside of you. Stay in the soil stage. Turn to somebody and tell them this. Say, you know what? Stay in the soil. Don't give up in the soil. Stay in the soil. Stay in the soil. Stay in the soil. Would you stand with me this morning? I feel to do something here before we close. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall. They shall. What? They shall what? Mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, to wait. Teach me. I want you just to take somebody by the hand right next to you. And we're going to pray, God, I loose a spirit of encouragement upon my brother, my sister. I loose a spirit of patience on them. God, if you, the soil of their life, what you're doing in them, God, they would have the strength and the grace. My grace is sufficient. My deodorant is sufficient. Come on, pray that for your, bless your neighbor right now before we end this. Pray and bless that neighbor. Say, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace. I speak strength. I lose faith on my neighbor right now in the name of Jesus. The soil in their life, God, the seed would come to fruition in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak it in Jesus' name. I bind every spirit of weariness. I bind every spirit of weariness and depression. I loose a spirit of strength and a spirit of faith to be released in this place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I speak the fullness of the process in Jesus' name. Go 
Don't give up in the process. Stay in the ground. Stay in the soil. Stay in the soil. There's a harvest coming. I don't know when. I don't know how. But my job is to stay in the soil until... Stay in the soil. I speak it in Jesus' name. I lose strength right now, Father. I lose your strength upon my, my brothers, my sisters. I lose the spirit of patience. I lose the spirit of perseverance. In the name of Jesus, I speak some eagle's wings. I speak some running and not being weary. I speak some walking and not fainting. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want you to clap your hands and lift up your voice with a sound of victory because you believe in God. I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going to stay in the soil. I'm going to stay in the soil. I'm going through. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them, sometimes you feel like a seed. And then turn back to him and say, but that's okay. Praise God. Make sure you greet somebody.